mushrooms will definitely be the chat of the decade. Hey friends, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. This is your host, Eric Malzone. And this is the show where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing entrepreneurs, founders, change makers, and people who are just creatively leading the way through innovation. And it's not only about successes and and great stories, because you'll definitely get those, but it's also about the personal challenges and the vulnerability that we face along the way. So this show is brought to you by Level 5 Mentors, helping entrepreneurs and founders achieve the highest levels of freedom in five different categories, time, money, relationships, health, and purpose. And if you want to find out how you're doing in those five categories, we got you covered. We got a survey for that. Just go to level5mentors.com forward slash survey. And you can take the free entrepreneurial survey and see how you're doing in each category and see where you have room for improvement because, hey, we can always be improving. So welcome to the show. Let's get on to it. Dennis Vidmar, welcome to the Black Diamond Podcast. Thank you for having me, Eric. I look forward to this chat. Yeah, this is my uh, first time I've talked to someone from Windsor, Ontario in Canada. It's also the first time I've had a guest on to talk about fungi, mushrooms, and the business around it. So this is a couple firsts here for me personally, so I'm really excited to have you. It's, it's, uh, I can't actually remember where we connected first. Maybe it was LinkedIn. Maybe it was, it was some other piece of content that I saw, but I'm like, I want to talk to this guy. This is... Uh, <laughs> You know, I've listened to Paul Stamet on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I've read some of his articles, checked out his website. Um, I know he's really into the supplement game. And when I look at, um, you know, what, what you're doing and, and really educating people on the, the tremendous health benefits of, of these things called mushrooms, which most people are really are not educated on, man. And I put myself in that category. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm really excited to, to dig into this with you. You know what? Originally, you said forty-five minutes. Uh, that could be forty minutes, forty-five minutes a day for the next, you know, twenty years that we could talk about mushrooms. Yeah. Um, it's such a vast, uh, it's such a vast kingdom of its own, with so many kingdoms within it, uh, w- within uh, the stretch of, of the different species. That that it's it, it's definitely a topic that will be the people will hear on an ongoing basis more and more i'm happy to see in the last year alone you know pretty much every other week if not every week there's been some advancement uh in regards to what mushrooms have to offer for our health for our environment as well as uh, the whole culinary experience which is which is where i sort of come in uh because i i i try to uh uh, explain and showcase to people the power of what mushrooms can bring uh, from from taste to the nutritional values. But mushrooms will definitely be the chat of the decade. Yeah, interesting, man. So let's, all right, let, let's bring us back, man. How, how did you get into this? How'd you end up in, in this this mushroom world? Well, um, my dad is uh, my, <laughs> my dad is my dad uh, travels the world and, and teaches uh, people how to grow mushrooms. He works for a variety of different uh, companies that bring him um, well across the planet. And so this year, actually a couple of months ago, he just um, is on a first ever mushroom farm in Algeria in North Africa. So uh, from the uh, late. Uh, 80s, uh, 90s, uh, we grew up in across mushroom farms in, in China, in Vietnam, 
Uh, and then in the 90s, we came to North America, uh, where eventually um, uh, in 2010, 2012, um, I went into the mushroom industry head on uh, with uh, jumping into business with my dad on a, on a mushroom farm. Now, after being with that mushroom farm for about a year and uh, a year and a half, we did for the mushroom farm what we needed to do. And then my, my curiosity expanded into the exotic wild and medicinal. And ever since then, I've been uh, pushing my agenda and creating a, a, a vision for where I believe that the mushrooms that I work with on a day-to-day -day, uh, basis deserve to be. Wow. So it, it just continues. You know, every day, you know, as much as I know about mushrooms, every day I know more because it's such a fascinating and incredible um, a kingdom that uh, with so much, with anybody with curiosity, with anyone with with the, the will to learn uh, can, can, can get so much out of Kingdom of Fungi and, and how actually we relate to it today. So, you know, I think I'm probably like most general consumers where, you know, I like mushrooms, man. I, uh, you know, I, I eat a couple of varieties when I cook. I love shiitake mushrooms. I love portobellas. I love the general ones that you get in the store. I have possibly experimented with psychedelics. Uh, over my lifetime. So I know that a little bit of that aspect of, of mushrooms, which is, you know, obviously that's becoming more and more popular nowadays. But I'm also, when I look at them, I'm, I'm in nature a lot too. You know, I'm, I'm in Montana and, you know, I'm always telling my wife, I'm like, you know, we should really learn how to forge mushrooms. And I think there's also, if most people are like me, there's a sense of fear, right? Like I don't, there's so many mushrooms, how many of are poisonous? What do I know? And so that we just, we think it's overly complicated or maybe it is that complicated. I don't know. Where, where do you, where do you even start? Like you said, we could do a series of 10 of these podcasts and, and continue on for probably months, if not years about educating people. But where do you start with a general consumer, the general uh, North American? Where do you start with your education? The, the, you know what? Uh, in, in a couple of months time, I hope the, the plain answer will be the mush up. You know, what we're yep. doing is exactly that. We're, we're taking away the question marks. We're, we're making sure that every question mark has a number of different answers to actually uh, ha um, have that opportunity. You know, in, in my, uh, on the wall in my brick and mortar store, there is a segment of uh, what is how, uh, in what kind of a mood are you? Are you, are you the explorer? Are you the beginner? Are you uh, fascinated about the medicinal properties? Are you fascinated about culinary experience? Uh, you know, are you a gourmet individual who looks at uh, truffles and such? But uh, we're living in a time right now where the wild component of mushrooms and foraging, going out into the forest and reconnecting with nature has been on the rise. Mm -hmm. And so when, when people talk to me about my, Mushrooms, you know, the, one of the oldest Chinese proverbs uh, says, all mushrooms are edible, some only once. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. But when you, look at, when you look at a vast kingdom, you know, kingdom of fungi, and then you have a, one of the top medicinal mushrooms being the cordyceps mushrooms, well, within the cordyceps strain itself, you have, uh, you know, thousands of different uh, strains within it. So there are so many out there. And to this day, you know, I've, I've listened to a podcast this morning where, where it talks about that there is always an opportunity that when you go out in the wild, you'll find a mushroom that has still yet to be recorded in any of the books out here on, on our planet. And it's such a fascinating topic that I'm, I'm extremely happy that 
that finally, you know, universities across the uh, across the globe are are taking a look at different uh, different components of these mushrooms and how they can help our health, how they can help um, our environment. In uh, all of these two, that, that's what I'm looking at as the, the the biggest challenges of our time. You know, health of us and health of our planet. Those are the two major um, uh, focal points of where how we're going to start this decade, right? Uh, for me. The, for mushrooms in general, I think that, that COVID, was, uh, COVID was a blessing, but as well as for fresh fruits and vegetables is where people, you know, took back and said, well, hold on a second. If all of our current um, aspects of, of food uh, is, is maybe wrong or maybe there's a question mark to it, maybe these, these aspects of this natural food that comes to us, some provided to us directly from Mother Earth, where you can go out in the wild and, you know, pick um, – is definitely a it's it's definitely a, I, I feel it's a revolutionary moment for me i feel like it's a revolutionary moment right now and and when people talk about going out and 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 hunting in the wild you know that's that's great you know there 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 are a number of different uh, phenomenal books out there uh there's apps now that are that are popping up you know when but app is something that I would always put as the, you know, if, if you have 15 different methods of che- checking that mushroom, app should be your 16th method, right? Yeah. Because there are methods that have been tested, you know, for decades and centuries, and those, those methods should be respected. And, you know, when you're going out foraging in the wild, always make sure you're foraging with somebody else. Um, and then again, it's always verify, verify, verify. Yeah. So maybe a good place to start just, you know, do from my limited knowledge, basically everything I know right now is, is just from the stuff I've done in the kitchen and then Paul Stammen on Joe Rogan. So very mm-hmm. limited, just to give you some perspective. But one of the things I remember from those interviews is the shockingly large amount of biomass that mushrooms take up on this planet. Give us some insights into that. I don't think people know. I, I really don't. It's, it's a lot. It's massive. Uh, the largest, uh, the largest living organism on our planet is is um, is a mushroom. It's a honey mushroom, Armelia, out in uh, in actually your neck of the woods, in in Washington and Oregon. And um, you know when you're the for recently last uh, la- last year, um, a phenomenal uh, movie. You mentioned Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets and Louis Schwartzberg put together this. A phenomenal uh, mushroom documentary called Fantastic Fungi. And anybody that is interested in mushrooms, anybody from, from, from any aspect of mushrooms, if you're curious to know where your beer comes from, where your wine comes from, where your bread comes from, where 40% of all antibiotics in, on our planet come from, you want to watch this movie. You want to you wanna go on iTunes right away, you know, the moment you finish uh, listening to the podcast, of course. And, um, and you want to watch this uh, film. It's an hour and 21 minutes. And it will, open up, um, uh, it will open up curiosity to the level where you're going to sit back and say, well, hold on a second. This is all new to me. And it seems like there are answers on this planet that we've been avoiding the conversation with for decades. Right. Wow. We're, we're talking about things that, you know, less than 100 years ago were legal across the planet. And then with with powers to be somehow became illegal that that what has the ability to heal us is all of a sudden now forbidden. 
Um, and, and that's a conversation that, that in itself, I mean, with, with Paul Stamets and, and Joe Rogan, what I appreciate about, about Paul Stamets is he's truly been a leader and, and he's, a, he's a mecca of, uh, of, 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 of everything uh, mushroom uh, from, the, from the wild and uh, from the wild um, aspect of it. Uh, their, facility, their facilities uh, are, are definitely going above and beyond in regards to the research on, on supplement level, on, on, on creating a different variety of drugs that help with, with cancer and, and other, uh, other um, uh, diseases that are haunting our world. Um, and, and I find that, I find that um, every, every month forward from now on, we're going to find a way of how mushrooms are interrelated with what we do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So there's, there's so many directions I want to take this, but I think just due to the way you kind of categorize things a few minutes ago, let, let's talk about two things. Number one, the health benefits for humankind and then the health benefits for the planet. Let's start with humankind, man. From, from a broad overview, what, what are we missing as far as the health benefits from, from mushrooms and fungi? So about a year and a half ago, um, I've been going around uh, here, and, and I didn't film it, um, but it is, a, it is a segment I plan on filming down the line, is when I walk, I walk into a pharmacy and I ask them if they sell vitamin D pills. And they tell me yes. And so then I would ask them, well, would you mind if I bring my small, you know, Red Bull refrigerator here and I will load it with mushrooms. And I'll load it with the wild head of the woods mushroom, which is according to a variety of different uh, uh, research uh, um, uh, studies that came out, showcases that a hundred grams of serving of a head of the woods can uh, be as high as 280% of your vitamin D daily intake, right? Um, and, and the pharmacy would laugh at me and they would, you know, tell me to leave. And, and I would say, but hold on a second, I'm here to feel better. And, and I, and, and one of the biggest, one of the largest deficiencies in North America is vitamin D, hmm. which a lot of people don't know that a lot of people don't even know the effects or the, uh, or, or the symptoms of, 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 a, of a weakened, uh, vitamin D intake. Um, and, and here we are trying to provide a natural product and the pharmacy, pharmaceutical industry is, is laughing at us. And so when I went, so, so I would always be asked kindly to leave, right? Um, uh, before COVID hit, actually, I may have found one pharmacy that, that may be allowing me to put in a mushroom fridge uh, that would allow people to get natural sources of vitamin D, vitamin C, niacin, selenium, calcium, copper, and the rest, uh, all which mushrooms are loaded with. Now, um, the one thing with, 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 with this theory is that we have a system in place where our, our, those that feed us and those that produce our food are not communicating well enough. And those that are healing us and are in the method of, of trying to make us feel better are completely disconnected with um, the, the, the power that food provides us. You know, uh, whether whether uh, the, the father of medicine uh, said it or not, but let thy food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. Uh, there's some people saying that, you know, Hippocrat never said that, the Hippocratic Code uh, never said that, but, but that's beside the point. I, again, who, what, why, 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 why even speak against it? Because it's such a beautiful thing to hear and it's, it's 100% accurate. So our whole concept with the mushup is, is, uh, telling telling people and, and COVID was was one of those 
those were that was one of the two blessings for our business during COVID was telling people that we this is the time now to focus on the foods that you intake. So if this is an immunocompromising uh, virus, now is the time to boost your immunity. And in my opinion, a mushroom should be eaten with every meal consumed. And for every different meal, a lot, and then people say, you know, people always jargon back at me and they say, well, well, I can't eat a cremini, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or I can't eat a portobello or whichever else. But there are, you know, right now, today, at this point in time, I have 23 varieties of mushrooms in my cooler. Right, um, and each one of those mushrooms highlights a different aspect of, of health. You know, I will eat morels for for iron. Um, I'm a big nut guy. I love eating nuts, and and I always believe that that I'm I'm getting a, a good source of fiber and good source of iron from nuts. Right, it's labeled on every single packaging of nuts. Right, but when you look at the nutritional values of nuts with iron compared to mushrooms and iron, or morels specifically to iron. Uh, uh, mushrooms beat it out of the park. But currently, so far, not a single um, industry that is represent, not a single company within the mushroom industry that is representing is not utilizing this fact. And this fact needs to be utilized. Not utilized on the basis of profiteering, but utilized on the basis of telling people that there are foods out there that will give you what you need. So doctors would come to me and they would say, and, and I'm I'm, I'm nowhere near a doctor, nor do I ever profess that I'm a doctor. What I do profess is what I read, and, and I read a lot of materials that are put out by doctors and uh, uh, other uh, PhD scientists across the globe, especially from, especially from Russia, from, from South Korea, from Japan. Uh, they, they've, been really, um, they've been really up and, uh, up and coming in regards to pushing more, more research. Um, but what doctors here would tell me is like, well, Dennis, you know how many mushrooms you would have to eat in order to get your daily vitamin D per serving? And I would say, well, tell me how many, because I'm really curious to know how many yeah, mushrooms do they too. think this, right? right. And, and at the end, they'll say, well, a lot. And I would say, but how about if I tell you, sir, something that if you were to take any mushroom in your fridge right now, and if you were to take it out of your fridge and before consuming that mushroom, before you cook it, Take it outside on your porch, put it in direct sunlight for a minimum of 25 minutes. And that variety of mushroom, depending on, so every variety is different, but depending on that, uh, which variety you put out there, it will considerably increase its vitamin D capacity. And it, it's it, the, 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 the potency of, 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 of vitamin D. So wow, for example, so it, it converts like humans, it converts sunshine to vitamin D. Yes, because it is the only connector. When you walk into that produce aisle in your grocery store, there's only one item with that natural vitamin D, and that's mushrooms. You know, what, where I hope to be a decade from today is when I walk into a store and there's a, there should be a mushroom aisle. There should be a mushroom fridge where you're walking in and you see, you know, I could name you 50 mushrooms, which I believe should be in that fridge, right? Uh, and, and out of those 50 you know, you're looking at 42 of them, 41 of them that are not in the mainstream component, right? Uh, the, you, you can't find them anywhere. Um, uh, and, but, but that's changing slowly, you know. Um, but mushrooms are so, so, so you know, when I, when, I, when I go to my doc and, and even now with this whole COVID thing, people always say, how do you feel? I say, I feel great. I eat <laughs> mushrooms every single day. I eat about three pounds of mushrooms a week. And, and that's sometimes, sometimes that's, 
sometimes that turns into being five pounds, especially when I'm getting new products. Like a couple of weeks ago, we started getting uh, wild chanterelles from your region there in Oregon. And um, we've been getting uh, lobsters and chanterelles. And um, these are foraged wild in the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, is my, in my opinion, is the best wild mushrooms in the North American market. Um, best tasting wild mushrooms. And, um, you know, that first week, I, I definitely devoured five pounds of chanterelles alone because they're such, a, uh, they're such a delicious and quality product that is loaded in vitamin D and vitamin C. So you know about all this stuff, and I'm presuming is, is the mushhub.com, your website, you educate people on all this, right? Which ones to get? Do you offer places to get them? Do you sell them? What is- what All are, of it. All of it, all great. Of it, all of it. So we, 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 um, we sell directly to our, our clientele, uh, whether it's through our store, uh, whether it's through home delivery, or whether it's through a, a, a retail, um, retail market or a restaurant for that matter. And so uh, we try to showcase to people the simplicity of cooking with mushrooms. Um, when, I used to, um, uh, when I used to supply uh, a few years back uh, with, with my other company, um, when I used to supply uh, uh, mushrooms to Whole Foods, I would cook always in, in, in Whole Foods. And so when, I, when I'm preparing that meal in Whole Foods, I'm always making that meal to be less than 10 minutes. And the reason being is because I would, I would always see the, that, that, you know, one parent uh, uh, coming, uh, coming to buy groceries, 90% of the time it's a mom, you know, and she's got two screaming kids on either end of, the, of that cart. And so at, at one point in time, you're, you're picking good quality ingredients, but at the same time, you're also picking up those ingredients, knowing of the time constraint that you have at home. So what, what, when moms are passing by, I would, you know, uh, lift the spoons and I would say, hey guys, do you mind trying a product that I just cooked right here? And it took me seven minutes to make. And she, she eats it and the kids eat it and, and they would look at me and say, oh, this is pretty delicious. And I would say, yeah, it took me seven minutes to make. And she's like, why would you say seven minutes? Why wouldn't you say 10 minutes? And I looked at her and I said, because I see that you have a seven minute microwave dish in your, in your cart. And I'm trying to show you what you can do with seven minutes just by yes, you're gonna have dirty dishes. Who cares, right? But you're going to involve uh, three, four different uh, quality ingredients that are gonna make this dish that is better for your child. Because nobody can tell me. You know, I, I grew up fortunate enough with 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 a good good family structure, and my mom forbid that we have a uh, a microwave in the house because. The, to her, the concept was, you want me to press a button and my food to be ready in less than a minute? It doesn't make sense. Hmm. You know, it, it does, it's, it's the Jetsons, you know? It's, it's right now, the, now, now the new microwave is the 3D printer, right? 3D, 3D food, uh, food printer, right? Yeah. Um, and and that's, where sort of, that's, where, that's where I am at with, with the mush up is where, where we're going is we're taking real ingredients and we're, we're, for the individuals that, because I have, I speak to, I've spoken to a couple of them uh, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, over the weekend especially, um, where they're like, I don't know what to do with this mushroom. And I said, okay, so do you have olive oil or do you cook, what do you cook with, right? So I try to get, I try to get uh, my number one advice for anybody trying new mushrooms, because everybody says, well, I only cook with white buttons or I only cook with cremini's. Um, by the way, anybody that uses white button mushrooms and only sticks to white button mushrooms, I urge them to try to utilize the cremini instead of the white button. 
with okay. the cremini it's a little bit more it's a little bit uh it, it's you know anywhere between 30 to 60 cents more a unit of of the packaging style that you're using but the amount of taste that you get back from that mushroom compared to the button white is is tremendous in my opinion and dennis do you recommend cooking or non-cooking i've heard this question before for always cooking purpose. Always, always cooking. Okay. O- always cooking. Mu- mushrooms are one of those uh, rare ingredients which, uh, which with cooking doesn't lose its uh, nutritional value. Um, so um, when it comes to when it comes to uh, mushrooms, uh, I would always tell people, okay, so if you're if you're using a white button mushroom or Carmenio portobello, which is the top three sort of uh, uh, conventional mushrooms, I would always tell them, okay, now take a hen of the woods or take a chanterelle or take a lobster or enoki, whichever mushroom that you decide today, and cooking it in that favorite dish of yours, right? Because what you're going to find is that you're going to love that dish in your original ingredient capacity, but once you change that mushroom into a a king oyster, a king, a king oyster, or a king trumpet, or equally mushroom, um, you're going to get a more meatier uh, taste. Uh, if you go with the enoki, you're going to get more of a, um, a lighter strawish um, component, which is more like a stir fry aspect. Um, but I use enokis as my noodles. I don't have noodles at home. I strictly when I'm when I'm making soup, when I'm making soup or anything that requires noodles, I utilize enoki mushrooms. Awesome. Um, which also, yeah, <laughs> which also, going back to the whole health and, and nutritional basis, enoki mushrooms per serving has more uh, potassium than a banana, right? But when you walk into a when you walk into a school and you say, "Hey guys, when you think of potassium, what do you think?" And they think bananas, right? But there are mushrooms out there that have uh, more potassium than a banana, including the portobello, right? Um, but Again, that goes back to where the industry has been all this time, and, and the mushroom industry does have to shift more towards the whole, uh, what, what we need to do and, and what we are doing at, at the Mush Hub is focusing on, on spreading the right words and making sure that people are getting the truth out there, right? We're, we're put, pushing the truth of mushrooms uh, to the front uh, lines and telling people to say, look, you know, I know that you believe that potassium and banana are one and the same, but I'm telling you the mushrooms and potassium are the one and the same. Not to, I'm not saying that potassium and bananas are not the same, far from it. But what I'm saying is that there are mushrooms that have more potassium per serving. So we've talked about potassium, iron, vitamin D. Um, I'm sure we could go on and on and on with, you know, uh, vitamins and, um, you know, all the essential minerals that we need. I, I, I think I'm starting to see that. So talk about the health of the planet. How does, how do mushrooms and fungi come in there? Um, mushrooms, and this is where Paul Stamets comes in and, and, and the, it, it, you know, and, and this is the time now, you know, the, this is the time when we're going to find out so much more. And, and, uh, you know, we're looking at the largest organism on our planet that is helping trees communicate that is helping uh, a mom tree find its uh, uh, offspring, you know, X amount of, 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 of feed or miles away and be able to communicate through mycelium uh, the ability to push more nutrients towards one angle, uh, to, towards one, towards the tree or, or away. So, so it's a complete co- uh, communication body that, um, that helps our planet breathe, that helps our planet function. I think that 
we have more relations with mushrooms and and than than anything else on our planet and mushrooms are definitely a key ingredient in in everything we're going to do in the future uh from right now we were sadly with covid i couldn't visit their um uh, their uh, their plant out in, in, in New York. Uh, but, um, I've been, I've been working with Ecovative and Ecovative. Have you heard of Ecovative by chance? No, I haven't. How do you spell it? Ecovative. So E C O V A T, uh, Vative, T I V E. Okay. Got it. And so Ecovative is creating uh, mushroom packaging out of mycelium. So companies like Dell and Ikea are promising that by certain time, now with COVID, obviously there's been so much interruption in business. Um, all the timeframes that were put into place, you know, three, four, five years ago are probably somewhere there, but they've been pushed around. I'm sure of it uh, strictly because of distribution and shipping and the rest of it. Um, but both of these companies, both Dell and Ikea have promised that by certain time in the near future, they're going to ship 100% of their packaging materials to mushroom based material. This is this means that you're going with your wife and uh, with your wife or your partner to IKEA and you're buying that product or you're buying that computer. You're going home. You're setting that that system up in your computer and then you chuck it out in your backyard and within X amount of time it disappears. It's gone. That's awesome. It it it, it becomes part of. It goes back into nature and and and. Um, and I find that to be so fascinating, you know, like we're, we're now in the process right now with, with what, what I've been testing with, with Ecovative for the last year is that we're going to be shipping mushrooms and shipping, in, we're shipping mushrooms and shipping containers. You know, that to me is just fascinating. And, and the fact that we can say that you can take 100% of our product and throw it anywhere that you want on this planet and we're not going to leave a footprint. All we're going to actually do is enhance, you know, wherever the degradation processes occur. You know, and so when you're, when, but, but this is just, you know, where we are today, you know, many, many years ago when there was that giant oil spill, and this is one of the popular Paul Stamets, um, uh, uh, Paul Stamets stories, and it's not a myth. A lot of people say, oh, that's not accurate. Actually, it's uh, quite accurate. Um, uh, Paul Stamets, uh, there, there was the oil spill, and, and so what he did, he, was, he utilized the plorotos, the oyster mushrooms, and um, he created... Um, a system which would uh, completely uh, uh, remove all the oil components from uh, the, 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 the affected land, right? Mm -hmm. uh, these are mushrooms that broke down uh, the particles that, 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 that sponged up. And, and you're looking at that and you're saying, oh my God, we didn't have to use a chemical process. We used a natural process to, to rid of a, a, a chemical application. And that's just and, and that's only a speck of, of where we're at. You know, I, I follow Paul Stamets uh, uh, a lot. Um, and, and I myself personally, with what we're doing at the Mush Hub, our focus is the culinary aspect. It's you are what you eat. And we're going to make sure that we provide you foods that are both delicious and nutritious. And that with every bite forward, is going to boost your immunity. Right. Um, and but when you're looking at on the on the angle of, of of where mushrooms are coming in on the on the health component of our planet i find that there are individuals out there uh, a group of uh, the group over at ecovative that i mentioned but also uh, paul stamets and everybody that's doing out there on the, on the pacific coast um, are definitely going to surprise us further and further with more uh, products uh, that are going to come out uh, utilizing mycelium as as, as the base Oh, this is fascinating, man. So 
let's talk about this is, you know, business related podcast. Let's talk about the economics of this a little bit. Um, and maybe this information isn't available or you don't have it on hand, but how let's, let's look at the health, the health and the, I don't want to call it like a, um, a supplement, but I guess just the, the food industry of mushrooms, right? How big is it now? How big can it get? Oh, it's nowhere near where, where it should be. You know, um, we're, everything that we're talking about mushrooms now, everything that's been discussed in the last five years, the conventional. So, so when I talk about conventional and exotic and wild and medicinal, the conventional, um, is the white button, the cremini and the portobello. Okay. Um, you can, some people, so some people would, would attach a shiitake and oyster mushroom to that mix because it's the most of the commonalities of mushrooms that are usually on your store shelf or around where you may be shopping. But um, um, so, so the, the conventional market is consistently growing. Every year, every mushroom farm that I know a decade ago today has doubled up. Everyone, hmm. right? And you're looking at, you know, uh, for example, Monterey mushrooms, who's out there, 12 uh, farms strong uh, across the West Coast of, of the United States. These guys, I believe they do 10 million a week in production, 10 to 12 million pounds a week of production. I believe that was the number a couple of years back. Now, again, I, I've been out of that conventional uh, market for about four years now. So I'm, I'm not, uh, that, that, those were the statistics four years ago. Now I can imagine where they are today. Now, when, it, when you're looking at the exotic, wild, and medicinal market, now when I talk about medicinal, I'm not talking about, you know, magic mushrooms. I'm talking about medicinal when you're the, the components of the, um, the, the mushroom uh, varieties, which is the focal point of, of chaga, reishi, cordyceps, um, um, and, and a few other ones, uh, which, are, which are mostly found uh, coming in from Asian sources, not so much North American. Right now on the North American market, we're still, we're, we're still able to grow some uh, reishi, some cordyceps, um, chaga, of course, um, uh, but... Um, when you're looking, um, when you're looking at that market, and and looking at the exotic mushrooms of the, you know, everything from a, uh, you know, brown beach, white beach, uh, king trumpets, um, Neberdini biancos, uh, the abalones, uh, the maitakis, um, that market in itself has been on an uphill, an, an uphill, uh, uh, uphill forward. And I find that every, every mushroom farm uh, that I have ever talked to um, is consistently on the verge of being consistently sold out because it, it starts off with being a culinary experience and then ends up being a spiritual experience. And I think that a lot of mushrooms have that, uh, have that effect on many people. Like this, uh, I, I'm a big fan of farmer's markets. Um, and, and, and the reason... And I love participating in the farmer's markets is because you get to listen to real people talk about food. That's why I loved when I, when I used to cook at Whole Foods across the Midwest, I used to love talking to people and, and listening to what they have to say about mushrooms. You know, uh, uh, like from going from something as basic of, is of, of, oh, I never cook mushrooms, I always eat them raw. Well, you shouldn't because there's a toxin within the body, uh, the, the, the skin of the, the mushroom that you should have it on high heat at minimum two to three minutes in order for, for to, to break that down because eventually in your body could build up and could cause a, cause a reaction. But we're talking about, you know, less than 2% of the population, if that. 
uh, right? Uh, so from from that to how to store mushrooms, you know, I always say I keep my mushrooms like uh, if there was a safe, I would keep it in a safe. But um, in my fridge, I keep mushrooms in the back of my fridge always. And um, uh, when I keep them in the back of my fridge, whether they're in a paper bag, never in a plastic bag, that's a big no-no because mushrooms are a living, uh, breathing organism after you cut it. So if you, if you put a plastic bag over your head, you're going to suffocate. The mushroom will do the same. There'll just be a lot of condensation. And when you open, up, when you open that bag up, there'll be, uh, that mushroom will turn soggy. Uh, bacteria may build up. You, you know, it could, it could cause irritants uh, for, for your system. Um, but I would stick it in the back of the fridge in a paper bag in a, in a carton box that I buy it in. And then I would put my pickled, uh, pickled products right in front of it. So that every time that I open up my fridge, the hot air is not hitting my mushrooms. And my mushrooms are always in the consistency of temperature. Because if you achieve consistency of temperature when storing mushrooms, you're going to achieve shelf life as well. So uh, some mushrooms that some people that have uh, uh, wrongfully uh, kept mushrooms, I've enhanced, I've had them have the ability to come back to me and say, Dennis, we've increased, you know, up to five days more on our mushroom uh, shelf life because of the way that we're storing them now, thanks to what you said. That's what I love about the farmer's market. That's why I love, you know, chatting, having that direct conversation with, with people because there are thousands and thousands of sources and resources in regards to mushrooms and, and a good, you know, 80% to 90%, they're all good. They're, they're, they're very, um, they're very uh, concise and they, they match in, in rhetoric. But, you know, I have people on, on one of our signs that says, you know, uh, exotic, wild, certified organic, and certified organic mushrooms. And I would come to, people will come to me and say, well, Dennis, uh, all mushrooms are certified organic. What do you, you this is a, this is a gimmick. And I would say, well, no, because there's a, there's a non-organic mushroom. There's a natural organic mushroom, and then there's a certified organic mushroom. Those are my three brackets, right? The, the certified organic mushroom is a mushroom farmer who uh, does not use any insecticides, resenticides, pesticides, and, and so forth, any sides in the production of their, uh, in, in production of their, uh, of their mushroom. And they will go through a rigorous process and testing and so forth to assure that their accreditation matches what they say. Right, talk, uh, walking the talk or talking the walk, whichever way you put. Then you have the natural organics, which are which are wild mushrooms. So uh, when you buy and you notice that fully, when you're, for example, when you eat a chanterelle from Tennessee, and you eat a chanterelle from Oregon, you notice a massive difference. But you even notice an even bigger difference when you match the two of them against a Pennsylvania uh, chanterelle. So the digression of taste goes that, for example, let's put it in price point average. So the, the Pennsylvania chanterelle will sell for $6 a pound. The Tennessee will sell $9 a pound and the Oregon will sell $15 a pound. And the difference in those prices is strictly based on taste. Uh, because the Pacific Northwest is is known to have uh, a, a cleaner, it's cleaner air. It has more protected, uh, more protected areas, which which allows the foragers to gain the best quality product without having a lot of fracking, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, mining around the areas. Because mushrooms are a sponge; they're 85 to 95 percent water, and they will take up that environment, right? Just like mushrooms from when when people say, "Oh, I ate, I." Ate, uh, uh, chanterelle mushrooms and they're from Romania or they're from southern Russia or 
And I always asked them, well, I was like, did you read the report in the New York Times? Because that's just one report, which specifies that because of Chernobyl, and when was Chernobyl? 20 years, 30 years ago, right? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. To this day, you can find traces of radiation in wild mushrooms from that region. And so uh, mushrooms are, uh, as, as what, what Paul Stamets uh, says in Fantastic uh, Fungi, you know, they can heal you. They can, uh, he, he, mentioned, he mentions a few of them, but the last one is, you know, they can kill you, you know. And, and um, it, it's so fascinating. You know, when I talk about mushrooms, I always, I, every time, like right now I'm talking to you, and right now I'm, I'm noticing how much, how much more fascinated I am with them. Oh, dude, you're passionate, without a doubt. And I love the fact that they are priced on taste. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the way it should be, right? Well, those cost more because they taste better, right? And they're just, <laughs> that just it's, it seems, it's, uh, it's quite refreshing. You know, I have to imagine too, Dennis, as we're entering into a phase where um, plant-based nutrition becomes, or plant-based diets become more and more popular, it's only going to help exponentially bring steam behind the mushroom industry. Would you agree or how are you seeing that affect what you do on a day-to-day basis? I see, I see, I see it happening already. I see a lot of uh, smaller mushroom farmers um, um, are picking up, you know, people are uh, just here locally. There's a a couple of guys growing mushrooms in a basement, you know, Um, there are guys doing it in containers. There are guys doing it in, in, in different shipping containers. There's guys doing it in, in garages um, the only thing that I'm very cautious, so I come, my whole background with, with mushrooms is I came, when I came to my father's farm, I was a man, a jack of all trades, right? Whatever needed to be done, I had to learn it to get it done because we opened up in the death smack of recession in 2008. And so everything was limited, right? Mm. We think COVID is limited, but that time was even more limited. Um, and so, uh, at that point in time, I, I, I threw my head, we needed HACCP, we needed food safety, we needed, and then also we're such a small farm that getting an organic certification, my dad always grew organic mushrooms wherever, from China in 1988 in China to 1994 in Yantai, China. In Yantai, China in 1994, my, dad, uh, 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 my dad's project was the largest mushroom farm in China at the time, right? Uh, 90% of uh, the uh, canned mushrooms, you know, the canned mushrooms they put on pizza? Yeah, of course. They comes from China, comes from that plant in, in Yantai, China. I remember when they built those, when they built the big works, I used to go in there as a kid and play around. And then I would grab the big spoon that they have and, and take the mushrooms, the, 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 the pickled mushrooms. And that's how you, I would run around and that's what I would eat all day. It was just, you know, pickled mushrooms. And those mushrooms would then get packaged and then shipped to North America for consumption. Um, which is funny enough that, you know, two decades, three decades later, here I am fighting against, against those same mushrooms. <laughs> when I order a pizza and they say, oh, we have canned mushrooms, I say, then I don't want mushrooms. And then I bring the pizza home and then I would slap my own mushrooms. Ah, good for you. Oh, 100% all the time. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the way that um, 
is the way that it has to be. That's the, that's what I want to change. I'm, I'm, I'm a shroomster, you know, all my regulars, I call them shroomsters and, and we're, we're, we're the kind of people that and, and there's many of us and, and, and what we're aiming to do is, is unite all of us because all of us that love mushrooms, that eat mushrooms, two, three, four pounds, that have the capacity to eat more than a pound a week, let's say, or, or, or that are growing, you know, one or two uh, species or varieties in, in, in their, in their, in, you know, at home in, in, the, in the garage. Um, we are the ones that are going to help promote, push the mushroom agenda forward. And I hope that, you know, that's my whole, what I was going back to is that coming back, coming from a food safety perspective and looking where our industry is, especially now with COVID, with viruses, you know, the, the sanitizing your hands 150 times a day. Um, I'm hoping that all of these small farmers that are now popping up like mushrooms all over North America, I'm hoping that they're going to put that agenda also part of their plan. The agenda is to bring mushrooms forth uh, towards the, 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 the spotlight, but the key is to stay there and not uh, build a foundation on the basis that something could, could cripple us down, right? I'm very proud to, uh, to talk with you today uh, as today is my first day of growing Alliance Main Mushrooms in our facility, oh, great. right? Um, it is uh, since this morning, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat on a cloud number 27, uh, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I caught you because, on a good day. Yeah, you caught me on a very good day. Yes. And so, um, but my key component of doing that, uh, everything that I've set up with the mushroom and what we want to do with growing mushrooms is based on research and development. We want to take it a bit further to make it a little bit more accessible that you don't need $5 million to open up a mushroom farm and make money. Uh, because a lot of people don't want to build a conglomerate like, you know, Monterey making 10, 20, however many millions of pounds of mushrooms a week. They don't want that. What they want is a home-based system, uh, just like, you know, making jewelry at home or whatever the uh, garage business may be, to now do this uh, with mushrooms. Because with, mushrooms are one of the rare species that you don't need a lot in order to be able to produce and sell, right? Uh, so. I'm just hoping that all of these farmers that are, that are pushing through are going to do what we're doing, which is focusing on being certified. So what we're doing here at our plant is we've already gone through the first stage of, of, of our HACCP certification. Uh, my next uh, HACCP certification, which is coming up um, uh, in October, will be based on us pr processing those mushrooms that we've grown. We're going to uh, process them. We're also going to be putting it into different style uh, of our recipes that we're going to then uh, uh, push on to the direct um, uh, grocery market. So then when people are are, uh, buying our product they know that the product is coming from a safe quality food environment and to me that is very important traceability in our food is 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 astronomical it's it's piece of data that is that is very important and and you know uh, I've had people uh, get sick you know none of the <laughs> here in Windsor Essex and before, when I used to travel, even I, when my parents used to live in London, uh, not a single grocery. I knew every grocery manager there in the region. So from a Sobeys to a Metro, they're like uh, a Myers, uh, a Kroger, right, in our region here. Every single produce manager I would go into, and I've, there's not a store here in Windsor, Essex, that I've not gone to a produce manager and asked them to remove mushrooms off the shelf. And I've taken pictures of that, and I've documented it, and I've told them, this people can get sick. Because 
when people walk through that door, I, I read a fascinating uh, statistic, and this was back in 2015, that up to 80% of people walking through a grocery store do not know what they're going to cook for dinner that night. So when they're, when they're pushing that car through, um, they are at that point in time deciding what they're going to eat. So you want to make sure that everything that they put in that cart is safe to eat. And, 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 and that's why I'm hoping that everything that is happening now with mushrooms is where it's going, that we who are within the mushroom industry will lead the way into advertising the correct educational component of mushrooms to assure that people who are trying mushrooms for the first time or exploring a different variety for the first time are having an ambient and, and, and a phenomenal experience like I do every day. I love all this, man. I, I could ask you questions all day, Dennis. And uh, I think we're kind of bumping up on, on top of the hour here. But I'm curious, you know, with, with this movement you're creating, your business, um, what do you need right now? What's the biggest need you have? <laughs> the biggest need is always finances. Always. You know, that is, it's, it's when you're, when you, um, when you can see uh, past the fence, um, finances are always the first thing that will be finances will decide whether you're going to get there in one year or whether you're going to get there in 10 years. The program that I've designed, the program that I've been designing for, for over a decade now, uh, that, um, that highlights. So within the mush hub, we have seven different brands, each focusing on the different component of everything Fungi has to provide. Um, majority of that is uh, research and development education, uh, as well as um, as well as the culinary aspect of it. Um, and so when I when I look at that concept, to me, the the number one is is finances. So I will get to my goal whether it takes me a year, whether it takes me two or three years, I'll get to that goal. But if today I was to have the ability to jump to that year because I already have the ability to get there today, why not, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I do believe in, I do believe in crawling before you can, you know, stand up and walk. And I do believe in walking before running and sorry, jogging, then running. I do believe in that process. It makes the process have a big foundation, but uh, apart from this aspect too, is, is also getting the right people. But that's also where finances come in, right? There's only so much that people will do on a limited internship. There's only so much that, because, you know, we live in a society right now where uh, uh, people's, um, the pilot, the pilot light within you, that, that the, the, the soul trigger, you know, is, is, is quite dimmed for many people. And, and it takes a lot to uh, re, rejuvenate that, to wake that up. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have met in my, in my process here, um, it, we've, we've, jumped, we've jumped three fences uh, in the last six months uh, due to COVID. Um, and, and, and I find that this was my lesson where I said, well, it's not only money that jumps that fence. It's also, you know, the experiences around that everything is happening. Um, but, but I do find that with every uh, quality goal ahead, uh, when, when you can focus strictly on the goal and not focus on, on the, you know, the individual bricks of getting there in regards to the financial end of it, uh, capacity of it, I, I find that to be, um, it, it allows for that boost forward in a, in a positive manner. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of people wanting to help you, uh, myself included. So uh, it's a great movement, man. I mean, it's got such a bright future. It's, it's such, uh, such an elegant solution to so many different problems. 
that uh, humanity is facing from a health perspective, from a, um, a green perspective. So it's, it's, it's really cool, man. And just the, the passion you have for it, like I said earlier, is undeniable, man. You love fungi. You love it. And believe, uh, it. It's, uh, it makes me love it too. I mean, I was really interested in having it on the podcast before, but now I'm just I'm super fired up, man. I love it. So uh, Dennis, where, where do people go if they want to find you, if they want to find more about what you're doing, where, where do you send them online? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite active on, on LinkedIn, uh, both, of, uh, both on uh, my personal. Uh, we also post on the Mushup page on, on LinkedIn. If you are a foodie and you like uh, listening in to uh, uh, Cooking with Mushrooms, check out our Instagram, uh, our Instagram at the Mushup. On all uh, important uh, social media platforms out there, uh, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, we're always at the Mushup. That is our uh, that is our. Uh, our tag um and uh we are we're always open my my when it comes to mushrooms i'm open 24 hours a day that's why i have my personal cell phone on on the on, on the website which is right now getting a, a revamp we will be launching that uh relaunching that in the next uh, two weeks um and then you know as as weeks go ahead we're going to be launching some very fun and attractive uh mushroom everything mushroom concepts so i hope that if you're interested in mushrooms and and you want to know more to the point where you may be eating uh something that i will be making that morning um uh check out check out all of our channels you can uh, stay tuned right on dennis thank you so much for your time today uh i'm really excited to check in with you periodically, see how the mushroom business is doing. It's uh, I'm going to keep a close eye on it for sure. So appreciate your time. Keep up the great work. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Bidmer. Thank you so much, Eric. Have a great day. And again, we all believe in fungi and we should. Hey everybody, this is your host, Eric Malzone. Don't leave yet. I have a few more requests for you. So If you got value out of this podcast, I ask you to do a few things. Number one, go to wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe to the show. Number two, while you're there, if you feel that we earned it, please leave us a nice review. Number three, share it. Whether it be social media, email, texting, whatever it may be. I'm sure you know somebody who would get value out of this episode just like you did. So please go ahead and share it. And that's how we get the word out. So it's really valuable and super appreciative. It only takes a minute of your time. Next, if you know of somebody, including yourself, who would be a great guest for the show, please head on over to level5mentors.com, L-E-V-E-L, the number five, mentors.com. Get in touch with me. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Make an introduction. Whatever it may be, you can also get me directly in my email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at level5mentors.com. Lastly, if you just want to chat, you want to find out more, if you want to expand on some ideas, I love hearing from the audience. So go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. You also have my email already. So I love to hear from you. I'm always looking for ways to improve the show, and I'm always looking to have great conversations. So don't hesitate to reach out. And once again, thank you for listening to the Black Diamond Podcast, and you can expect a lot more from us.